In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. God, you declare your almighty power above all in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Trinity is recorded in the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 8. Thus says the Lord, Will they fall and not rise? Will one turn away and not return? Why has this people slidden back? Jerusalem in a perpetual backsliding. 
They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into the battle. Even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times, and the turtle dove, the swift, and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people do not know the judgment of the Lord. How can you say, We are wise? And the law of the Lord is with us. Look, the false pen of the scribe certainly works falsehood. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to others and their fields to those who will inherit them. Because from the least even to the greatest... Everyone is given to covetousness, from the prophet even to the priest. Everyone deals falsely, for they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. In the time of their punishment, they shall be cast down, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Epistle is recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapters 9 and 10. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith? But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness? Why? Because they did not seek it by faith but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. 
For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. As Jesus drew near Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over her, saying, If you had known even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him and were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As Jesus drew near, he saw the city and wept over her, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace. You did not know the time of your visitation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be God. How many of you are grieved over what you observe in our society and culture? Everyone is a racist, especially if you're white. Marriage is not between a man and a woman, but whatever you contrive it to be, according to the desires of your own heart. There is no absolute right and wrong, except saying there is an absolute right or wrong. Obtaining what you want, what you feel, what you believe, no matter what, that is the ultimate good. How many of you are grieving over the society and culture and the decay that we see around us. And in the face of this, how many of you are angry, embittered in the workplace, so disturbed by the things you see that you are seething with rage? How many of you have lost, in the face of the decay of our culture, the joy of salvation? It is easy for us as Christians, not because we're Christians, but because of the nature of our sinful flesh, and we at times don't realize how much sway it still has on us, even though we believe in Christ and we trust in his word. It is easy for us to simply wring our hands in rage and be tempted to hatred ourselves for what we see in the world around us. I'd like you to consider all of these things as you hear Jesus' words of weeping over Jerusalem. Jerusalem, his holy city, the city where the temple was, the place where they were to gather to be in God's saving presence, to be rescued not only from the sin of the world around them, but most especially to be rescued from the sin that was from within them. To come to this place, not only to receive the forgiveness and grace of their Lord, which they could not earn, 
and to which all of the Old Testament sacrifices pointed would be found in the sacrifice of Christ. But also, in receiving this forgiveness, to learn from the sacrifice of God in his love for them that there is a better way. That when we hold up certain things as Christians, and when we condemn certain things according to God's law, it is not simply a desire to condemn, but it is rather to extol that which is good and which is right. This is all behind Jesus' question, if you had known in your day the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes because you did not know the time of your visitation. The Old Testament children of Israel are called to repentance in the words of Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, will they fall and not rise? Will one turn away and not return? Why has this people slidden back, Jerusalem in a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit, they refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into the battle. You see, those words of Jeremiah are not simply speaking to the society and culture outside of the Old Testament church. Those words of Jeremiah are spoken about those who should have known the things that make for their peace. And yet the Old Testament church, the southern kingdom of Judah, the northern kingdom of Israel, so easily believed that what made for their peace was to accommodate the culture around them. And for them, being the chosen people, gave them license to engage in anything and everything their heart desired, but there was no peace there whatsoever. You heard what the prophet said. From the least to the greatest, everyone is given to covetousness. That is to desire those things that God has not given. He says, from the prophet even to the priest, they're given to covetousness. Everyone deals falsely. They have not healed the hurt of the daughter of my people, but rather they have said, peace, peace, when there is no peace. The gospel of Jesus Christ, of God's love in Jesus, is not simply the acceptance of everything is good in the name of love and mercy and compassion, but rather saying that there are things that are made new and good because of what Christ has done to redeem the creation. Behold, he says in Revelation, I make all things new. The sacrifice of Christ upon the cross is what gives meaning and purpose to us as Christians. And it is why we approach the society and culture which is decaying around us, not with a sense of despair, but in joyful hope as we hold up to the world around us. Not only the sacrifice of God in love for us in the gift of his son to redeem us from sin, but how that sacrifice of love permeates everything, including God's law. And what he says is good and right. So for us, the teaching of God's law, 
concerning marriage and family and sexuality and the sanctity of human life and order in society and culture and in all of creation is not simply a list of do's and don'ts to be right, but is a description of what God created that is good. And Jesus' sacrifice of love for us helps us to understand everything that you and I are called to be as Christians. If you had known in this your day the things that make for your peace, what are these things? At the heart of the things that make for our peace is the proclamation of the love of God in Christ. A love that is not based upon our merits, our worthiness, our accomplishments. Nor is it a love based upon God saying, never mind to the world around us. Whatever your appetites and hearts desire, have at it. But rather a love that moved God to sacrifice himself. To so love us that he would take the burden of all of humanity's rebellion upon himself. A love that thought not chiefly about his own good, but about the good of the beloved. It's the love of service. It is the love of sacrifice. It is the love that gives of itself to the uttermost without counting the cost. It is the love that moved the Son of God to take upon himself the sin of the world and to die our death and to suffer our punishment. And he did it willingly. Jesus did weep over Jerusalem. But he wept with a sense of joy and quiet peace and confidence in his Father's love for him in what he was given to do as the Son of Man in human flesh, the bridegroom of his bride, the church, who sacrificed himself for her. This is what makes for our peace. Not a faith in ourself, not satisfying the covetous desires of our heart, which are always selfish and bent inward, but rather what makes for our peace is what Christ has done, a forgiveness and a mercy and a grace and a love that is received by faith alone that lets go of self and clings to him. What are the things that make for our peace? It is how the gospel of Jesus then shapes and permeates our understanding of life so that a husband sees himself in the image of Christ, who gave his life for his bride, the church, whom he made beautiful by the sacrifice of himself. It is not the husband that demands for himself, but the husband that gives. It is how even the sacrifice of Christ shapes what it is to be a wife, as Pilate yielded, as Jesus yielded to Pontius Pilate. So brides yield to their husbands, daring to allow them to be their husband, to shoulder their burdens, to forgive them, even though they so often fail. Even the office of wife 
is shaped by Christ's office of sacrifice and submission to the civil authorities. Every aspect of our life, the sanctity of life, is seen in the sacrifice of Christ upon the cross, who does not count his own life to be the most important thing, but rather the life of those he is called to love and to serve. It means that the love of Christ is what gives voice to the church's message in the call to repentance in a society that is decaying around us. There is a better way. The things that God holds up in his word are the things that give us peace. Why? Because they are centered in the love of God in Christ who sacrificed himself for us. The gospel teaches that we have a gracious God, not by our own merits, but by the merit of Christ and by the ultimate display of love in the sacrifice of himself for us. This, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, is what gives us the courage to live in a fallen world, to bear the scorn and ridicule from those who do not believe anything of the Christian message or God's order in creation. For us, we are always optimistic. Because we know that the suffering of Christ and his resurrection from the dead will not fail us. It is our righteousness. And it is our gift to a fallen world. As Jesus was rejected, we will be rejected. As large segments of the church fall away, so they did in the Old Testament times. But Christ is our peace. In the sacrifice of himself for us upon the cross. And so we say with the Apostle Peter, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Blessed be the Lord. He has redeemed us, lost and condemned persons. And though we may for a time have to endure trial in this life, these have come that our faith, which is more precious than gold that perishes, though refined by fire, may be proved acceptable in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid to cling to Jesus. He is your peace, your righteousness, your salvation. Do not be afraid, but rather rejoice in the face of persecution, suffering, and rejection for what you believe because it's the truth. And what happened to Jesus will happen to us. But be of good cheer. Out of what happened to him, God accomplished his greatest good. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let us confess the faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the Church of God in Christ and for all people. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving for Christ, in whom we know the things that make for peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For pure teaching in the Church, and lives lived according to our Father's word, that his name would be hallowed among us, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Lord's blessing upon Reverend Uttenreither and his family, accepting a call to Ascension Lutheran Church, and our own congregation on the calling of an ordained headmaster and associate pastor, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the relief agencies of the Synod as they bring comfort to those in suffering, that forgiveness would be proclaimed throughout the world and his mercy be made known to all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Bryce D'Amato, Jacob Bender, Jennifer Johnson, Jessica Franklin, Caleb Legros, and Mark Schneider celebrating baptismal birthdays, that they would be preserved in the grace of their Lord Jesus Christ, and be faithful unto death, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Reverend Robert and Louise Johnson, Ken and Lauren Knorr, Joseph and Elizabeth Schneider, Alex and Jennifer Scheller, Stephen and Joanne Lesage, celebrating wedding anniversaries, that sustained by the love of Christ, the heavenly bridegroom, they may bear witness to his sacrifice in the lives that they live, let us pray to the Lord. For the government and those given authority to break and hinder the plans of wicked and reward and encourage whatever is righteous and good, that through them God would bring about his good and gracious will, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For an increase of love and forgiveness among us, that Satan would not divide us 
and that God would defend us from grudges, animosity, and disdain that would bind us to his, that would blind us to his love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For defense from temptation and every craft of the devil, that by his spirit we would always cling to his word and remain steadfast in the faith, let us pray to the Lord. For the afflicted in body and soul, and for those who are in any lack, especially Nicola's uncle John hospitalized for testing, Thomas, friend and sometime colleague of Paul Wehrman fighting Parkinson's disease, Reverend John Leiter, Jim Weber, Kevin Karras, Jeremy LaFour in their ongoing physical infirmities. Gabby, Tom, Timothy, Irwin, James, Jim, Aburuyeba Amaso, suffering from cancer. That God would restore them according to his will and bear them up by his grace under the cross of affliction. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the family of Dick Grono, who mourned the death of Dick's brother Edmund, that they would be comforted by the gospel and the promise of the resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We know that these petitions are pleasing to you, Heavenly Father, and that you hear them for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who, having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive. Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.